0: Hello, everyone. I'm Paris Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to 12 O'Clock High, a podcast on business leadership with Tom Fox, hosted by Richard Lummis.
1: This is Tom Fox. Richard Lummis is on assignment this week. So I am visiting with Amy Bernard Bond, a well-known compliance and leadership expert, to take a look at five of the top leadership failures and scandals from 2019. In this series, we look at leadership failures at Boeing, Goldman Sachs, Ericsson, Wells Fargo, and today we begin with Boeing. The series is a lot of fun and very topical, and I know you will enjoy it. This special series, uh, 12 O'Clock High, is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Thanks so much for listening. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox with Amy Bernard Bond, and we are starting a five-part exploration of some of the top leadership and corporate failures in 2019. Today, we're going to start with, uh, I'm not sure it's my favorite, but it's a lot of people's favorite, and that's Adam Newman from WeWork. So, Amy, first of all, welcome, and I'm really excited to see where we can take this.
0: Thanks, Tom. I'm really excited too.
1: So, what, uh, from your perspective, Amy, what did you see um, as either a leadership or a corporate governance failure at WeWork? Gosh, where
0: do we start? (laughs) We have, you know, a charismatic and eccentric and completely inexperienced founder who really went boom to bust. I mean, at one point the company was valued at $47 billion and the company started as a side venture. You know, he was, Adam was a fairly broke entrepreneur and just kind of decided to start leasing some co-working space. And then his other businesses failed miserably, but this one really took off. Um, and it's incredible from, you know, 2010, 2019, it grew from 450 members to 527,000 members. And they just opened one of the largest office spaces, uh, in London yesterday with HSBC renting, you know, seats. So you kind of can't dismiss the guy. Um, but he really took what was just, you know, a, a leasing business and made it into a lifestyle brand or or tried to and i think what's interesting about him as well is he's kind of a founder type that we've been used to seeing in silicon valley but he's based in new york um and uh it, it's interesting to kind of dissect how he got to where he is and where they are now
1: amy the uh, and that really that last point is the one i wanted to explore with you because uh, you have worked in the valley extensively um, the uh, this is the only sort of unicorn entrepreneur on our list of uh, corporate and leadership failures from 2019. Uh, I saw a qualitative difference in Adam Newman uh, from uh, Elizabeth Holmes, from Travis Kalanick, and some of the other sort of catastrophic failures we've seen over the years. Uh, I saw someone who recognized a market need, and he fa- certainly found a market niche. But he left that uh, very, very quickly, and what I saw was really just a long con, and that uh, he, once he moved away from his original niche, uh, he was able to con a wide variety of people. He conned the people that worked for him as employees. He conned investors. Uh, the um, I'm not sure if he conned SoftBank, but they certainly became an enabler, giving him literally billions to do... Uh, things as uh, different as starting uh, private elementary schools to uh, coffee and um, uh, non-meat expense accounts. Uh, And after he, it became clear about 18 months ago, or maybe 15 months ago, he was not going to be able to cash out of uh, WeWork, he was going to have to go public. It really seemed his leadership skills or his leadership took a, a deeper dive down. Um, but I guess in, somewhere in that question is, is he really different than any of the entrepreneur failure, failures that you have seen in the Valley that you really studied over the past few years?
0: Well, he had vision, and he had force of personality. But I'd say like some of the other leaders we've seen fail, he really lacked self-awareness, and that tends to decrease as you rise to the top. If, if you're not successful, I would say the best leaders do maintain self-awareness and humility, and they keep people around them that will be truth-tellers, and I don't see that with, with Adam at all. Um, in fact, if you look deep at the culture, and you've mentioned several things, his um, he created a toxic culture, everything from um, tons of conflicts of interest in his company. His wife was very involved, um, and... Uh, he governed the company completely. I think starting in 2014, he had uh, special voting shares with supermajority voting power, 10X, you know, the board. So he had total control of the board. Um, and that led to things that actually remind me of Theranos. He, his wife had the power to name his successor. Um, the board approved, I think, every personal loan request they got. Recently, they just approved $362 million. they so were was barring against the company, not something... Most boards, you know, should approve, and then they leased space in which Adam had financial stakes as well. So, um, you know, set the company up in a way that he had total control. Of friends at the top. You know, there are other things that are pretty famous in terms of his uh, um, high-end tequila and marijuana use at the office. Um, and you know, there was I think one of the um, situations that really summed up what must have been a really confusing and toxic leadership situation was when he fired seven percent of staff in 2016 he apparently walked into an all-hands evening meeting was very serious about saying you know expressing concern about uh, having to lay off seven percent and that the move was tough necessary to cut costs but the company would be better because of it and then suddenly employees came in carrying trays of (laughs) shot glasses of tequila um followed by toasts and drinks and then uh, Daryl McDaniels of Rum DMC ran in, gave Adam a hug and did an impromptu concert for the staff. So I just can't um, imagine what it would be like to work there. Uh, they said that um, his wife Rebecca would after meeting employees just for a couple of minutes fire them because she didn't like their energy and yet this is a guy who had a yoga mat and um, professed to you know care about people in the world um, uh, and so it, it's just kind of a a crazy um, guy, I think, that just kind of got out of hand. You know, if you're if you're drinking on the job and, and doing drugs and then going to meetings, you really probably aren't very self-aware um, and don't have the ability to read and relate to other people. And I don't know that that leads to the best business decisions either.
1: Amy, we could probably do a podcast on your professional expertise, but one of those is corporate governance and more specifically the board of directors. Uh, Once again, drawing upon your Valley experience, uh, we had clear board failures with Theranos. Uh, We had a board perhaps uh, didn't step up in time, but eventually turned the corner with Uber and Travis Kalanick. Uh, Now we have uh, the board initially failing in WeWork, but once again, when the IPO didn't happen, the board did step up, or at least the principal shareholders in the board. Do you see... Uh, sort of an end to this run of uh, brilliant entrepreneurs, visionaries, disruptors who are able to control a board and that boards are taking back the, at least in the public sphere, the power they're required to have. But of course, these are all uh, privately held companies. Have we turned a corner or um, I think we've asked that question over each of the scandals you and I have talked about? What do you think about it?
0: Great question. Yeah, great question, Tom. I think this is one where the investors actually stepped up. Um, you know, the, the IPO is was ultimately his, his undoing. When they finally disclosed how they were working, people looked at the business model, um, and uh, that's when it started to fall apart. There was a CEO of an analyst firm that told Bloomberg that the prospectus that was issued was a masterpiece of obfuscation. And a lot of the conflicts of interest that the board had approved were actually finally then made transparent because as you pointed out, when it's private, you don't know. Um, and then that's when the valuation really started to tank. And that's when SoftBank, I think, finally got wise, you know, the, the, uh, the um, high-flying Japanese uh, investor, Miyoshi Son, finally, I think, got wise to, you know, maybe this isn't going to be the next Alibaba, which he had successfully invested in. And he... Is actually one of the people that kept encouraging um, Adam to go big. He kept saying, go bigger, go bigger. And so some of those side businesses that you mentioned, I think, you know, unfortunately, were encouraged by this private funding. That's what has made Silicon Valley uh, kind of change the, the rules of the game for going public and for funding these, these um, generally, uh, you know, Crazy but disruptive and potentially amazing ideas. the The economics of major startups have not been bound by a few basic laws of monetary gravity, if you will. You know, it used to be that when you turn a profit, that's when you think of expanding, and that's when you get a loan or you get you know VC money or wherever you are in your um, you know corporate journey. Um, what's happened is you get these charismatic, we've gotten these charismatic um, founders, CEOs that have been able to convince very wealthy people to invest in them. And there's not a lot of scrutiny on the business model. There's not a lot of experience um, or interest in board governance and setting a corporation up properly. And so you get what you get here. Um, What I find interesting here is, is, is whether, you know the the investor community when an IPO comes out is is actually going to now really have have we had enough? You know are we are we actually going to go back to maybe a little bit the good old days of having a business model that that is tested and having a CEO that that's cut his chops maybe somewhere else first and has greater humility and self awareness around their leadership and how that impacts others. Um, so I'll be I'll be interested to see that.
1: Well, perhaps we can conclude on the note that uh, Adam Newman's quest to elevate the world uh, is apparently on hold for some period of time now.
0: Looks like it.
1: We unfortunately are near the end of our time, but I hope our audience will join us again tomorrow where we take a look at yet another corporate failure that is continuing in the news, and that, of course, is Boeing. So Amy, I look forward to continuing the conversation.
0: Thank you, Tommy, too. This is Paris Fox again. We hope you enjoyed this episode of 12 O'Clock High,
1: a podcast on business leadership with Tom Fox. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and rate the podcast. Thank you for listening. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you enjoyed this part one of our five-part series on corporate scandals and leadership and corporate governance failures from 2019. Tomorrow, please join us again as we take up Boeing.